This is Donnie Tuttle, the Sell Anywhere trainer, coach, and practitioner. Welcome to the only podcast designed for the remote sales professional and the remote leader, helping you live with more joy, more freedom, and more productivity. We believe that your talent is not limited to your zip code and that you can build the life that you want while selling from anywhere. So, Sell Anywhere crowd, we have right now, I think, a person who defines Sell Anywhere in the world of real estate more than anyone I've ever met. Um, not only is uh, she crushing it in her home area of, well, well I'll let you tell, tell you, uh, I'll let her tell you where she's at, but also she does it all over the world. Welcome to the show, Allison Clay Duboff. Allison, welcome. Thank you, Donnie. I am just so incredibly excited and honored to be here. So uh, I came, we, we came by each other through our mutual friend, uh, Lauren LaForge, who was on the, uh, the, my flagship very first interview uh, with Sell Anywhere. And I am so pleased that she has connected us. Um, Allison, share with us a little bit about I don't know, uh, where are you at right now? Where is your office right this moment? All right, right this moment, I'm looking out my window at Sepulveda and Manhattan Beach Boulevard in beautiful Manhattan Beach, which is, for those who may not know, uh, 15 minutes south of LAX, Los Angeles International Airport. Yes, and I was out in LA for the first time ever, about a month and a half ago or a month ago, and, and we didn't get to meet? We didn't get to meet. I'm so sad. I was on uh, Lauren's Intrepid on that day. Uh, you know, I was there for a week. I know next time I'm there, we're going we're gonna to tip some martinis together or something like that. But um, Manhattan Beach, I did get to visit. It's the, one of the nicer beaches there in the L.A. area. So. Well, you, can't dis you can't discount good old sweet little Hermosa Beach and the beautiful and wonderful Redondo Beach of my hometown. I, I couldn't unless I didn't know any better. So I, <laughs> I didn't know any better. So, um, so like one of the things as, as um, Allison, as, as I got to, uh, to talk with you um, that really is intriguing is um, you don't just stay in that, in that one area, do you? No, I, uh, wherever it is that I am needed, be it in California, out of California or out of the country, I'm there. And the way that you earn income, can you share that with the, uh, with the audience? Absolutely. I'm a realtor and uh, I am locally grown in California, but globally known all over the world. Locally grown and globally known. I love it. It's kind of catchy. Yeah. And for all of you listeners in the, uh, in the South, it's not a realtor. Um, it's a real tour. <laughs> a real tour. Real tour. Say it with me slowly, right? Real tour. Real tour. How how did um in, in like sh share with us maybe a little bit of, about how you do that? How you came into being um, someone who's not just locally grown but nas internationally known or, or globally known? How how did you how did you go from how do you step from one into the other and and why? I'm really curious about that. 
Well, I think it starts because I have this global upbringing and uh, I've lived all over the world my whole entire life and I absolutely adore traveling and learning and experiencing. And so what a better way than to incorporate my real estate sales, investing, et cetera, skills with other people around the world. And the very first time that this happened was with uh, Remax in Rome. I had met them at an international convention and they asked me to present how I brand and market myself and sell in California. And it was an amazing experience. It was at a hotel. I felt like a movie star. They had post life-size posters of me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and wow. I just shared, I shared my, my technique and some of my sales skills and marketing and branding information uh, in front of a group of very receptive Italians. Take me to that message because I think that there's no one out there, you know, that, that really knows how to brand themselves like a realtor, uh, the ones who do it well. And you are absolutely crushing it in your area. Uh, and for, by the way, for those of you um, who are curious about who we're talking to, um, go onto our website right now. It's so easy to, uh, to remember. It's allisonisrealestate.com. And you're going to see the lovely Allison Clay Duboff. Um, but you're, you're a master at the self-branding and marketing thing. Can, can you talk to that a little bit? Why is that important? And, and what are some of your maybe secrets? Absolutely. Well, I have to think of who it is that I'm selling to and, and what I'm selling. And what I'm selling is the beach and the beach lifestyle. And so, you know, realtors do have this image of used car car salesperson and the headshot, the classic headshot. (laughs) And I just wanted to bring something new and fresh (laughs) to the experience. And I'm selling the beach. And so why not have that iconic image that I created to represent what it is I do and where I do it best? Talk to us about the iconic image for those of you who are not there. Um, it's, it's all over. It's everywhere. What is it? What's your iconic image? Okay. Well, I'm sitting on a surfboard and two young hunks in wetsuits that are down around their waist <laughs> are holding me up, but I'm very, you know, appropriately dressed in a jacket. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. And then at, at my feet are my two boobies. And in the background is Hermosa Beach, a beautiful sunset. But everybody always wants to know, who are those boys? <laughs> well, there's different people. Like, I've, I've seen you, you, you've taken yes. this picture in many, there's many iterations. What was the, uh, what was the beginning of this? Was it just, I, I want to be different and also communicate my message the way that people would receive it? Or like, what, um, what, how do you start this? And, and how has this become such a, uh, um, oh, I don't know, not a trend. It's more than a trend. It's, uh, you know, it's all over. Well, so it started off, there was on the same photo shoot day, uh, we took a desk and put that on the sand and I'm sitting on the desk with the Bouvier dogs Mm -hmm. because I I work at the beach, I sell the beach. And then the picture with the two young surfers was just so incredibly uh, successful that I thought that I needed to build upon it. And so the next image was with two young girls 
not young girls, but to 20-somethings. Mm -hmm. And one, one of them happens to be my daughter. Um, and then I thought, well, I can't exclude the senior population. <laughs> so I have uh, two older gentlemen holding me up, which is always kind of fun. And then it just went from there, and everybody always wants to know, who is she going to be held up by next? Um, there's a very famous chef in our area. His name is David Lefebvre. And right before he opened his third restaurant called The Arthur J, which everybody should go to, uh, I wanted to do a teaser of that special coming. And so I have David Lefebvre and his partner and manager, uh, Jerry Garbus, holding me up on the surfboard. And I have a bottle of Veuve Clicquot. And it, <laughs> you know, it was just all about the intrigue of what was coming next. But yes, this image kind of has defined me. I love it. It's intrigue. There's humor. You're not taking yourself too seriously. And um, it's like you said, you just you, you took a, a very drastic step away from what others would do as far as the headshot, the, uh, you know, just uh, the typical thing that's out there. I just can't take myself too seriously when it comes to imagery and attitude. And I mean, I have one client who very lovingly called me a dork. <laughs> and I took, I took that as a compliment. That's fine. That's awesome. That is so cool. Well, so, so then this is, this is who you are dealing with. You need to go check this out. This is who you're listening to right now with Allison Clay Duboff. Um, Allison, tell, tell us a little bit about uh, maybe some of your adventures abroad. By the way, I was a realtor and I was only certified, I believe, in the state uh, no one ever told me that there was some something I could punch to be some internationally known realtor version of James Bond. How did you do that? <laughs> well, there were a couple of different um, certifications that you can get, but it really comes down to the brass tacks of me just wanting to do it. Mm. Uh, so because of what happened in, in Rome at Remax uh, Abacus in Rome. I was in Paris and I reached out to the people at Remax France in Paris and they were just starting up their brokerage. And, and uh, we had a wonderful meeting. I remember we were sitting um, in front of, on the, at the cafe at the Plaza Athene and uh, it was just a wonderful moment. And the magic words came out of his mouth and he said, Allison, would you please be our keynote speaker for the first Remax France convention ever? Mm. And you can just imagine that I did not hesitate and I said yes. So uh, there's, there's not really a license that I carry in France, but it's all about relationships and connections and other parts of the world and forging partnerships. It's all about forging partnerships. So it's not too dissimilar for those of you who know real estate doing a referral fee agreement. I am writing that down. I, I love the fact that it was about you. You just wanted it. And so you found a way. Oh, absolutely. That, right? That's, that's you didn't wait for this motto. to fall out of the sky at you. you. You said, this is what I want, and you found a way. And so now when I travel for vacation, um, I always reach out to the real estate contacts that I've developed and offer to get involved in whatever country I'm visiting. So how many places have you actually done transactions in? Um, have you kept count? What are, the, what are some of the places? <sighs> Well, I did do a referral with some clients that were in, going to move to Italy. And then I had, a, for a short time, a, a very interesting listing in Paris. Um, but no, I don't keep track. Wow. 
How cool is that? Now I know that, um, so there was a time I believe that I was, I was talking to you when we first um, discussed and you were, you were talking about, I think you were, uh, you were traveling around maybe some of the southwestern part of America and um, in, in closing deals on the road. And so you have not always had to be there in person to do this. How have you found a way to, um, to sell in multiple locations, to list in multiple locations, and to still live a life that you know, allows you to go and do and be wherever you want to go and do and be? I would say the key word to that, there's two. It's flexibility and the internet uh, and the telephone. But forget the Southwest. I've been in India. I've been um, in Paris, in other parts of the world, in Bora Bora, mm. where I've had to connect with my clients because I may enter into a transaction that's 60 days long and I have to carry it through and I want to carry it through. So the other little trick is being able to set your alarm clock, go and hide in the bathroom and get on the phone so that your husband can sleep on the, uh, <laughs> on the present time zone. But you can just be there conducting business. And sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's not so easy, but it just has to get done. Have you ever had something happen where like just the time zone mishaps or anything like that? No, just being in that bathroom in the middle of the night. No other real mishaps. No mishaps. But, uh, just wow. the, the time zone. So after you've had a full day of touring and drinking and you want to go to sleep, no, you got to get up and go into that bathroom and get on the phone. Mm. So... Allison, this this whole thing, I always I always love to uh, to hear um, why 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 are you doing it this way? You said, well, because I wanted to, and and so what like what you you grew up um, as pretty pretty cosmo cosmopolitan. You've been around uh, a world traveler. Why was that something that was important for you to continue in? And um, like, what what do you love most about um, about the way you conduct business now? Well, the, I mean, it's so corny, but the world is our oyster and it's always evolving and changing. And if I can make a difference in different parts of the world, then I feel like I've left an imprint and you grow uh, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually by learning and experiencing and partaking into other people's cultures. And so the bulk of my business is definitely here in the States. But mm -hmm. if I can expand my reach and enjoy even further what I do and see the smiles on these, these people's faces in other countries when I talk about what I do back here at home, it's incredibly rewarding. Wow. Can you, is, like, is there one particular experience you can think uh, abroad or even you know, here uh, domestically that really kind of lit your fire any any favorite experiences stick out in your mind there's so many a uh, favorite favorite experience uh there was one particular property in palace verdes which is a giant chunk of granite to the south that was one of the most beautiful properties i think i've ever sold not the most expensive not uh the, the biggest but to me the most unique property and we were featured as the hot property in the LA Times business section. And uh, it was just wonderful that I could share this beautiful property with so many people. Just gorgeous, because it kind of exemplified Palace Verdes and views, and it was a very proud moment for me. Mm. 
So that was, was that one of your favorite listings of all times? Oh, yes. then? Of all times, of all times. That was just incredible. And so I sold it to my client. I found it off market. And then when he moved back to Europe, there you go back to Europe, uh, I sold it for him. And then sadly, uh, another realtor represented the buyer. So I was no longer affiliated with the property. Mm. And, that, and that was very sad because when he was traveling, I would go over there and check on it. Uh, and so now it's passed out of my hands and I, I miss that property. I really do. Mm. So what, what, what's the coolest place you've been to abroad? What's, what's, what's your favorite place to be at? Oh, that's two different questions. The coolest place and the most favorite place. Oh, okay. Yeah, hit me with both of them. Okay, my favorite place, bar none, is Paris, followed by Bora Bora, followed by everywhere else. But cool, perhaps, is not the the proper word, but the most outrageous place uh, that I lived was I lived in Saudi Arabia for three years. What? Yes. Wow. That's Do a common reaction. That's three, a reaction. Three years. What were you doing in Saudi Arabia for three years? Well, my husband was running Avis Renicar in Riyadh. And so we relocated from the UK where we were living uh, to Riyadh. Shocker. Big shock to the system. Wow. And in what so in in so so tell me tell me about that. What was the most remarkable like <laughs> I am so intrigued by this. Okay, well, every- you've got to dig in a little deeper. Okay, everything was remarkable about it. And I could drone on about this for hours. So you're going to have to just cut me off and get the key and pull me off. But, you know, I had traveled in the Middle East before, but never Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia is a closed country. So you can't just go there on vacation. Uh, You have to be sponsored. My husband was a sponsor. And there are incredibly, back in uh, 1997, when I moved there, stringent stringent, uh, rules political, religious, and they form the way you live there. Uh, Very quickly, I couldn't drive. Believe me, I wouldn't want to. My dream had come true. I had a, a (laughs) my my limousine was a red Dodge minivan. Um, Could not drink. Alcohol is forbidden in the kingdom. And I would tell you right now, in all honesty, I drank more in the kingdom than I drink in the States. All restaurants are segregated, male, female, so they have separate entrances. And obviously the ladies wear full coverage in Saudi. Um, My daughter uh, lived there from age seven to nine. Uh, You can't be in a car with someone who isn't your husband, brother, uh, uncle, family, relative. And it was just so many people, um, I don't know how I, if I can curse here or not, but complained and moaned quite a lot. And to me, it was one giant challenge of just being able to experience something that most people never will get a chance to experience. And as the world is changing, this is, you know, some of the restrictions are going away. Um, And I just embraced it. I did not become Muslim. I did not stop drinking. I (laughs) I was going to say, that's the challenge, right? How can I drink more? Exactly. Right. But, But I just embraced the weirdness of it all. And... I started three businesses, and one of them was a tour company because I wanted these other expat women not to hide in their compounds because you live in compounds. Time out. to get out and to see all the most – yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at your picture, and you're you're a a Caucasian woman, 
Um, is that, and I'm a, <laughs> you tell me a Caucasian woman in the 90s was starting businesses in Saudi Arabia? It, I mean, it was my own little cottage industry business, but absolutely. I mean, I, I said to my husband, hey, because he worked for Avis Rent-A-Car, can I mm -hmm. have a bus? A bus? He's like, sure. Well, I need a driver. Well, of course. I said, okay, great. He said, well, whoa, 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 wait, I need to know what you're going to do. And I said, well, I am going to take expat women on shopping tours of Riyadh. And I already got Safeway because Safeway was there. They were sponsoring. They were giving me water and baby wipes. And I just had to mention Safeway. Uh, I had a hotel that offered us the Al-Kazama, beautiful hotel, gave my ladies a beautiful continental breakfast. And then different little shops that I had found had trinkets for my people. And I charged a pretty hefty fee for a half day with uh, Alison. And it was so much fun. And it really opened the eyes of some women who didn't realize what was actually out there. Wow. So you created an experience for others who were there. And, uh, and you were able to actually gain financial, you know, you, you were able to, to charge for it. Absolutely. Now, I don't think I could have sustained myself on it. Um, and I wasn't... I didn't have my own work visa, so I, it was just my little cottage industry. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but yes, and then I also started a clothing business. I went down to one of the souks, and I fell in love with Indian sari material. Mm. And so I bought up all sorts of golden and orange-colored saris, and I found a local tailor and had uh, some clothing items and jackets made up for the expat ladies, but... That was very challenging. Why, why so? I was just waiting for you to ask. <laughs> uh, because men and women who are not married or related are never allowed to be alone together. And so how do you get fitted for a dress or a jacket or a something? So picture this. You have to really close your eyes and picture this. I'm in a black abaya, which is a long black cloak thing, which I loved wearing because I didn't have to worry about what I was going to wear in the morning. <laughs> and, uh, and I show up to the tailor and I tell him that I need this. And he just tilts his head to the side. And I look to the side and there's a Photoshop. I'm like, okay, I, I don't really get it. What gives? And he keeps just tilting his head to the side. So I'm like, okay. I walk over to the Photoshop and the gentleman behind the desk nods. And I'm thinking, okay, I guess I'm not very swift here. And I kind of give him a quizzical look, and he nods again. <laughs> and then I realize he wants me to walk behind his photo booth counter and go in the back where the tailor has a hole in the wall. He climbs through the hole in the wall and meets me in the back so that he can measure me. Now, if we had been caught, I probably would have been in jail. And my husband could have bailed me out, oh, but the wow. tailor, I don't even want to think what would happen to the poor tailor. But we never oh. got caught. And we had a long three-year uh, dressmaking relationship, and nobody ever got hurt. <laughs> so far, uh, the theme I'm hearing is don't get caught. Oh, get very caught. much so. Don't get caught. <laughs> very, very much so. So, in, in, so with all of the uh, – sounds like you've been on more adventure – than Indiana Jones, and it's funny because um, it, it probably just seems very normal to you and just the way that you, you do things, but it's very, very intriguing. Um, but the average person, they, they listen 
they're excited, they're enthusiastic about doing this. But I also, so you came back, you're, you're doing what you're doing. And I, I, wanted, I wanna know, like what, what have been the difficult times? I know, again, I think we were talking after you came out of a rough internet zone in the Southwest. But for you to be able to sell anywhere and from anywhere, it's not always been easy, has it? No, um, I'll, let me go back to Saudi for a moment. Um, I was, you know, I had my little cottage industries, but I was basically a, a very creative uh, stay-at-home mom. And I was very grateful always that I could play that role. And one day I remember vividly standing at my kitchen sink in Saudi thinking, I wonder how single moms do it. How do they work, take care of their kids, have a life? How do they do it? And I don't know if my, if your listeners out there believe in, I don't know, messages from somewhere else, but within, I think a week of me standing there pondering this question, my husband dropped dead of a heart attack right in front of my eyes. <gasps> oh my goodness. And as tragic as that was, um, and this is just a little clue into my personality, which goes into the, the sell, selling portion, I was grateful. And people say, oh my God, you hated your husband? I'm like, no, 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 no. I was grateful that it was quick, that it was dignified, because he was British and it would have been very important for him, and that our daughter wasn't there. So yes, I was grappling with the biggest tragedy of my adult life, but I was able to glean these little grains of gratitude, which kind of helped me because I had no idea at that moment what was ahead for me. Um, very quickly, I found out what was ahead for me was that my husband had no life insurance. He was an independent contractor, unbeknownst to me, and there was no life insurance whatsoever. So I went from a globe-trotting lady, mother, stayed home of leisure lady to basically being penniless with no real job experience and not a lot of prospects. Wow. All right. So, so what happened next? I mean, this is, I feel like that these are the things that they define us and, and we're either going to stand up and shine or we, we can equally have, we can sink back and, and, and allow it to, we can collapse. And, and what, what, what did you do? Well, I didn't have time for a nervous breakdown because I very quickly realized, wow, you got to get to work, kid. And so in Saudi, they have certain obligations um, with your package. They have to, I mean, I don't know if you, how much you want to know, but there are certain things they have to do. Fly me home, fly my uh, belongings wherever I wanted. But I didn't have a home. I didn't have really a home country. So I went back to California where my mother lived and my sister lived, and I just had to get to work. But one little you know, comment about the expat community, they had fundraisers for me, people gave me money, I didn't even know their last name. They would hand me a check for $1,000 and say, I know your story, Allison, you and your daughter, good luck. Wow. And so, yeah, that was, and that's very much now who I am, volunteerism, giving back. But basically I just had to get it together, get it together quick. And I came back to California where I hadn't lived since I was very young. And, uh, you know, I had to start over and I was starting from ground zero and it was not easy. Hey, I hope you're really being sparked and challenged by the podcast. 
Listen, one thing I know is that every top player out there needs a good coach behind them. At Southwestern Consulting, we actually coach thousands of leaders and entrepreneurs and sales professionals to get to the next level while living a lifestyle by design. If you're curious about having a coach on your team and about what that might look like, just go check out DonnieTuttle.com and click on the link that says request a free call. That's DonnieTuttle.com. So how did you do that? How'd you get from ground zero to where you're at right now? That's uh, uh, obviously there had to be some determination involved, but how, how quickly until you became, uh, you know, take, take me through the transition. Well, my husband died on March 29th of 2000. And uh, I came back, I think, I forget what month it was. But by the time I got to LA, through sheer will of networking, I got a job and I was working. And then that it was in the dot-com and then the dot-com crashed. And so then I got another job. And it was getting increasingly difficult because my resume was very lean, shall we say. Um, but my degree from George Washington University, was it, it allowed me to get in front of more people. Mm-hmm. And then a couple years later, it was about two years, um, I, I met my current husband. And he had a, you know, a lot of business experience and he helped guide me to the, you know, to the next best job in negotiating um, different salaries. I, I actually had a job offer from Eli Broad, which I turned down. And uh, his office said, nobody turns down Eli Broad. <laughs> I did, because I had a daughter and this other job offered me better hours. And then very magically, um, this marketing job that I had gave me a chance to find a new commercial premises for, for the company. And that just put the light switch off in my head. And um, my husband and I, we weren't married yet, but almost, said, you know, you want to give it a go? And I said, absolutely. And I had his support. And that just started the climb. Once I got my license and started, it was just an uphill slope, but a good slope. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing uh, that story. That, um, wow, just the the will and determination um, to do what you've got to do, right? Um, that's amazing. Absolutely. And I didn't really have, I mean, I had my degree in radio, TV, broadcasting, but I didn't have any other real skill set except my wits, my drive, my determination, creativity. And so I didn't really have a, a ton to go on, but I managed. I had to. I had hmm. a daughter to support. I have a question. Allison, I was, when I was in real estate, one of the most difficult things um, that I found was um, finding the switch and and that switch was I felt like I always had to be on I felt like I always had to be at someone else's beck and call um, like, like how was how has that worked its way into your just like like from what you see to how you succeed to how you view that like give me the your idea on balance well yes you are always on but that is very much who I am anyway that's my personality uh, and I love people, and I love helping people. I love being of service, providing information and data, and just being there for people. But I take I take moments because it really is a, a twenty four hour a day, seven day a week 
vacation or no vacation, there's been very seldom a moment ever in the last 12 years of real estate that I can actually unplug. So I'll just take some moments. I'll take the dogs for a walk. I'll, I'll be honest, I'll stretch out and watch a Netflix program and get my, my thoughts elsewhere. Um, and then when we travel, it's just a part of life and this life enables us to do what we do. So I'm grateful that I've got it and I'm grateful that I enjoy it. And I am very grateful to my husband who is extremely patient with me and my <laughs> cell phone. So, uh, so well, talk to me a little bit about schedule. Like, like, do you, um, do you, can, uh, do you, are you free flowing? Do you have these things planned in different areas? Do you take what you can get where you can get it? Or like, how do you, how do you put that in? Or, I mean, I have a, I have a system and Lauren has obviously helped me with some other very important systems, but I, you know, I, I get up, I start my day. I, everybody says, don't clear your emails away but I have to. Uh, it is very free-flowing for me. There are um, markers during the week, Brokers Open, which is uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Those are days that we go out and look at property that's just come on the market. I have standing networking meetings that I always attend. So I have that time frame, And I usually have open houses Saturday and Sunday. So I, I have these set markers. But in between that, um, it's definitely free-flowing. Because I could be meeting with a client, I could be going on a listing appointment, I could be at an inspection. So, and that's what I love. It keeps it, it keeps it fresh and varied. So, uh, so it sounds like um, you you find those moments. You have those. You have the breaks. You have the Allison time in between uh, those set markers. And I, I call that. Um, been calling that recently day candy so it's like <laughs> we just I feel like we always all of us need something we can look forward to like in the middle of our day and our week and our month and not just looking for that one thing annually um like so what are the so you said Netflix what are the other things that, that recharge Allison along the way uh reading a good book um planning a dinner party husband and I are huge foodies so that's a big part of it I love being creative in the kitchen we have a, a new home as of two years that we uh, completely gutted and redid. And just, you know, taking a walk and being grateful. I live a couple blocks from the beach, so take the dogs down there and look at Mother Nature and just be grateful. I mean, I really am so very grateful. Hmm. Yeah, uh, there, there's nothing like the beach, even in the middle of being overwhelmed to be able to unwind you and show you um, how insignificant some of these things are, right? To oh, put things in perspective. And awesome. you know, every, every day is not a piece of cake or a cakewalk. I mean, there's some extremely challenging moments, um, especially this year. I've had some doozies. Yeah. Like, you, like you, what, what, like, give me an example of what a challenging moment would look like in your, in your world. Okay. Um, a client that resides out of the country in China, uh, needs to do a power of attorney at the American embassy and it's just not working and they're not doing, the notary isn't doing it correctly and uh, on and on and on and on and on. And you That's, have to, and you have to hold the whole, all of this up on your back, on your shoulders. And keep it together and keep everybody calm, but informed. Uh, and it can be incredibly tense because there are so many parties involved. So, well, how do you, so tell me this, like when you, when you enter into these places, is there anything that you're, and, and by places, I mean the places of conflict, places where, oh gosh, 
this is tough, right? When you're entering into this, is there anything that you tell yourself? Is there, is there anything that you, you do to kind of bring your thoughts and, and play? How do you, how do you solve, come to a solution rather than just falling into fight or flight mode? I guess the old expression is two shall pass. Mm. And, you know, having a cushion and knowing that it's not the end of the world um, and just trying to be focused and clear headed and trying to see a way forward. And at some point you just have to just got to release it and let it go and let it take its course. Um, but this year definitely has been has been one of the most challenging years with just some different situations. Mm. One was one was a personality situation. Uh, a couple was getting divorced, and both parties were extremely unpleasant to me. And I was doing my job, um, but I just, you know, they've got their stuff that they're going through, so I'll just let them bounce it off me. Mm. Wow! But it doesn't mean it doesn't affect you. Yeah, no, it still does. So I like. Another thing that I've seen um, in, in the world of real estate, and I'm sure that there are plenty of uh, realtors who are, who are listening uh, right now, is, is I've seen, and, and this is actually something that's a parallel for anyone who um, really people aren't forcing to do, do things. Basically, they're living in a place of freedom. But I've seen people um, struggle to stay active with things that actually matter. Um, the old adage, it's hard to do anything when you can do everything. Exactly. It is so true. How, like, what have you seen and, and how have you, like, like, what do you do that works? Or have you ever struggled with that before? Oh, of course. Um, and my husband reminds me constantly of how, you know, I'm, I, I think I'm superwoman, but I can't do it all. But I want to do it all. Um, not to the detriment of clients. Um, but for example, I go back to blending work with pleasure, blending travel with presentations, um, I'm on here locally. I'm on the advisory board for the Hermosa Beach Summer Concert Series. Woohoo! And um, <laughs> that sounds fun. Oh, oh, it is so much fun. We had the English Beat last Sunday, and uh, this year I'm in charge of the volunteers, and it's it's a very big and physical job uh, on the sand in the heat, making sure the musicians are happy, making sure that the vendors are happy, unloading, offloading tons of product. Um, but before real estate, I loved these concerts. And so now I'm a part of the concerts. And through that, I'm able to, you know, have my own advertising with the concerts and be a part of the community. And so it's just, it's a crossover of what you love and mixing real estate into it. Mm. If, if that makes, if that answers your question. So are, are you saying that one of the main ways that you actually prospect is to go get involved in areas where you're passionate about? Absolutely. And, and, and is your goal then just to get people to know you so that then you know, like they're close enough, then they're going to love you. And then, then when they need you, they'll use you or like, what's your, what is your, um, like, what's your strategy there? Well, visibility and top of mind is hugely important. And that's why in sales, you have to have a clear message. And so that surfboard picture really has branded me and the dogs. Um, I was at the vet just the other day, and I always wear my realtor pin. That's my dorky side. Um, <laughs> and this lady came up to me and said, oh, I just love your ads. I love your dogs. Can I have a card? And so, of course, I have my cards at the ready. Um, but exposure, top of mind. At this summer concert last Sunday, and I am eternally grateful to the um, people that are in, you know, in charge of it, 
they thanked me for running the volunteers and in front of 5,000 attendees, my name was out there. You know, thank you, Allison Clay Duboff, for taking care of the volunteers and making this event happen. 5,000 people. That's pretty good exposure. Hmm. So that is a strategy. So, um, and, and I love what you're, Allison, what, what I love, I think that, um, you know, as, I, as I'm hearing this, is that you are really just, you're, you're capitalizing on the things that are unique about you. And I mean, I don't like, there's no one in your area, there may be people with the same type of dogs or, but there's no one in your whole entire area that has your brand. No. It's, it's very unique. And, and when I look at it, it basically tells me that you sell property on the beach. <laughs> that's, that's what I, you, like, I can, I can tell that um, just by looking, it communicates that one thing very quickly to me. But also inland. I mean, we've got a, a lot of aerospace and people who buy in Torrance and other parts. But yes, I wanted to come up with, with an image that represented the South Bay. Well, and I, and I love that. Well, uh, and the thing is, Allison, of course, you can, you can do it all these different places, right? Um, you, can, you can list and sell property virtually anywhere, especially in your area. And, um, but, but the idea is, is that the riches are in the niches. And that when you are able to identify with a certain group of people, you're able to actually have a platform that no one else has. And, I, and I'm only saying that because I feel like too many people are trying to be everything to all people. And I, and I, and I feel like what happens is, is you just kind of get lost in a sea of everyone else. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get into this crazy business is because I, I love that freedom of being able to be different. If I can't be different, if I can't be me, it's just very challenging. I, I, I definitely want to be me. The freedom to be different. That is, that's, that is something to, to live for, to strive for, to die for. The freedom to be different. And I, I think that's been my favorite thing just in, in, in getting opportunity to know you is, um, I don't know, I, I, th I, think, I think unique different, genuine, authentic. Those are the words that ring uh, to my mind whenever I see and hear from Allison. And um, we're, we are going to wrap this thing up. And, and I was hoping that you might be able to um, just maybe even think of, of people who've been in, in, in different places where you've been at along your journey, uh, whether it is just starting out in real estate and trying to define your brand whether it is, uh, you know, just chasing uh, what's in your heart to go after and, and creating your own path and uh, really trailblazing and being a pioneer. Um, what would you tell those people to do, um, you know, in, in, in terms of mindset? What would you say uh, in terms of how, like activity that they should be doing? Um, give, give some input to those people who are somewhere along the path that you've already walked. Hang out with people that are more successful than you are. Mm. And don't be shy. In this business, in sales, you cannot be shy. Hang out with people that are more successful than you are. Be available. Be present. Be grateful. And don't be afraid to come up with your own systems. I mean, in sales, as we all know, there are just there's fundamentals that you have to follow. But there are always new ways to reach people, but learn your, learn your core fundamentals. 
be with people that can share with you and find people that are willing to share with you. And then when you can give back, I mean, I have so many people that come to me and they want me to help them, advise them, mentor them, or they want to become a realtor. And then they end up realizing that they don't want to be. And then I end up selling their house for them. Um, so it's just, it's a, it's a big circle of giving, taking, giving back and being open-minded. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Hang out with those who are where you want to be at and I mean, unafraid one, one quick, to make sure. Yeah, go ahead. One, just one little quick anecdote. In the very beginning, there was uh, a gentleman who is extraordinarily successful on the west side of Southern California, but he was part of our, or is part of our organization. And I remember I would just, at different meetings, I would just walk up to him and just either shake his hand, give him a hug, or just rub my shoulder, just getting some of his magic pixie dust on him. <laughs> <laughs> true. Embarrassing, but true. Oh, I love it. Well, you have, you have absolutely uh, rubbed up against some shoulders today. We've gotten the magic pixie dust that has dropped from, uh, from you. If it's from me, it was dandruff. If it was from you, it's, it's magic pixie dust. And uh, it has been so, so cool hanging out with you today, Allison. And um, I know you have videos out there. You have all kinds of things that, that allow people to experience you. Tell us how, um, as an audience, how can we connect with you? How can we find you? What's the best way? Well, the very best and most direct way is by texting. And my number is 310-200-3037. Uh, my cell phone is pretty much a part of my body. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on all those things. If you Google Allison Clay with a hyphen Duboff, you'll not be able to avoid me one way, one way or the other. <laughs> but if you really want to reach me, shoot me a text and I'm happy to talk about anything. How cool is that? We've got the bat phone directly to Allison Clay Duboff. Allison, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And you, uh, I look forward to uh, just uh, interacting with you in the future. Uh, you're, you're so much fun and so unique. And um, yeah, just, just thanks for the pixie dust today. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you, Donnie. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, my friend, for joining us on the Sell Anywhere podcast, where if you can sell anywhere, you can sell everywhere. And your talent is not limited to your zip code. I want to tell you right now, just go into the show notes or go to thesalesclassroom.com and you're going to find more. You're going to get that free home selling survival kit that we told you about, as well as other ways to interact directly with me, your host, Donnie Tuttle. And if you just want to drop me a line, tell me that you like something or suggest someone for the show, find me on donnytuttle.com or go to my LinkedIn. I do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. So... Great hanging with you, and we will catch you on the flip side.